Welcome to Retirement Key Radio with Abe Abish. The fact that so many young couples have been cooped up inside with no place to go, it raises an interesting question that CNN pondered. Can we expect to see a coronavirus baby boom? Well, they surveyed some folks that allegedly focus on this. I mean, I don't know what your degree is in to figure this out, but <laughs> but the studies have shown that this is not the kind of environment in which people say, hey, let's bring a child into the world right now. So they don't think we will see the coronavirus baby boom. I don't know. I think human behavior is different. You're bored with Netflix, seen everything on Amazon Prime. There's nothing else to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting because a lot of people, I think, once we all kind of started this, were thinking that, man, there's going to be a lot of babies born, you yeah, know, out of this. As a battle of boredom, almost. Out of this crisis, yeah. But that's that's an interesting point that, you know, maybe there's more thought on just uh, you know, making sure we're okay and getting out of this and then focusing on new yes. agendas and tasks. Agendas and tasks. What a <laughs> very nice way to say that, Abe. I it's love business. That. It's all business. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting fact because we're all cooped up inside a little bit more. Yes, restrictions being eased here and there, but you are not helping people that would cause a baby boom. You help people that are baby boomers with their retirement. And listening today, if you have any financial questions, not questions about that other stuff, Abe has almost 20 years experience helping folks like you with their wealth. Connect day or night at retirementkeyradio.com. Well, the Dow and S&P 500 closed out April with their best monthly gains in more than 30 years. That's good news. Does that mean the economy's back on track again? Well, not according to Mohammed El Arian, the chief economic advisor for Allianz. He tells Yahoo Finance. I think that we're going to have the worst recession since the Great Depression. It will make 2008-9 look like a flesh wound, Ooh. which is a huge statement if we all remember how bad that is. So those of us near or in retirement, I guess we need to make sure we can weather this recession like he's talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Kristen, I've been hearing more and more of that type of prediction, but thought about what could happen here further into 2020. And I believe I saw a quote or fact the other day that if this bear market that we're in is is just like most other bear markets. I believe 60% of the time we have that big initial drop that takes people off guard like we saw in March. What's called a head fake rebound where the market goes up and causes you to turn your head and say, why did the market just go up and have one of its best months in market history? That was April. After finding out that over 30 million people are unemployed, and after finding out that there are going to be a lot of businesses that never open again, and a lot of businesses that are totally changed, you know? Mm -hmm. So the big drop, the big rebound on not really any positive news. And then if this bear is like most other past bear markets, then we'll have another big drop. And what the economic advisor for Allianz was just saying is that this could be worse in 2008, and who knows if it'll be worse or not, but I do think there is potential for a pretty significant drop. And I think, just based on what I've been reading and seeing, is that that could be in between the August to October timeframe because it'll take time, you know, for people to get back to work and for all this financial news to come out and until we truly find out how bad the damage is, that'll take time. 
be careful and be cautious. Be ready for another big drop in the market this mm. year that we have probably have not seen the lows that we'll see this year. And we're seeing more and more of that type of sentiment to really be careful for a significant drop later this year. So where are you now with your risk tolerance? A great example is with some clients that we helped two years ago back in 2018. Mm -hmm. They live in Ashburn, Virginia, where we're headquartered. He is now 71 and his wife is 68. They have just under a million dollars saved and they're fully retired. So two years ago, when we first started meeting, they were a nine on our risk scale. Mm. So basically 90% stocks and 10% bonds or cash or treasury, something like that. And they were able to handle a lot of risk and they always had handled a lot of risk. So what we recommended at that time was reducing risk down somewhat because at that time they were a nine on the scale and they felt more comfortable being about a seven. Hmm. Here in early 2020, we spoke again, you know, the, everybody's accounts had gone up and then backwards here the last couple months. And I said, at this point, now where do you guys think you stand? Mm -hmm. On a scale of one to 10, one being super conservative, you never wanna lose a penny, 10 being very risky, you can handle all the ups and all of the downs in the market without your stomach dropping. Where are you on the scale? And they said, at this point, we think we're more of a five. Okay. So I said, okay, well, being a five on the scale means to me that 50% of your money should be at risk in the market and 50% of your money should not be and it should mm -hmm. be very safe and you should be able to count on and depend on that money without all the ups and downs in the market. Right. That made a lot of sense to them but didn't line up with how they were currently invested. They were still at that ah. seven to a seven and a half on the scale. So I recommended basically de-risking the portfolio more into safer strategies with downside protection that will give them the assurance and peace of mind, if you will, the, the sleep insurance that they're looking for as they head into the RMD phase of retirement and just before a probable big time drop later this year. So they felt more comfortable with that. And that's a conversation we've been having with everyone we're talking with is even if they're clients, hey, where are you now? Mm -hmm. You know, after seeing all this mess here, you know, how are you viewing your portfolio and where do you stand in regards to your risk tolerance to make sure their risk tolerance matches up with how they're actually invested? Where do you stand with that type of mindset, your risk tolerance? If you're near retirement or already there, that should be what's top of mind, not about beating Wall Street. Your mindset has to shift when you get to this point. And Abe and the team at Abish Financial Services Focus on helping those of you at that point of life do just that with a Where Do I Stand plan. Connect day or night at retirementkeyradio.com. Obviously, Abe, all the attention lately has been on the markets, and understandably so. But times like these can make us forget about the other parts of financial planning, like taxes, estate planning, just to name a few. Should we keep our focus on the market, or is this a good time to take a broad look at our overall financial life? Right. Yeah. Well, I think we should always have a view on what's going on in the market and our portfolios and, and with our investments. But we should also continue to take a comprehensive look as much as we can, Kristen, at the rest of our plan, too. And so, as you just mentioned, you know, we believe that most 
retirement planning advice given out there is given on accumulation. When you think of all these big name firms that most people are familiar with, they do a great job of helping you grow your money and investing the money. But what about the whole back end phase of retirement planning? What about the income and distribution phase of retirement planning? And so many areas of retirement planning are often oftentimes neglected. And we feel we address a lot of those areas very well. And so one of the recent clients we just helped are actually way up on the risk scale. They are a nine on the risk scale and basically hmm. about 80 to 90% in stocks and they can handle it because they have a strong income floor. Okay. Uh, they have two pensions, a couple of social security checks, some rental income, and that takes a lot of pressure off your investments when you have that. So they're in Leesburg, Virginia. He's 61, she's 57, and they're retiring here in the next few years. They're able to handle a lot of risk and he's a, a very successful do-it-yourself investor uh, with about one and a half to two million saved. But what his concern was and where he really wanted help was on social security planning and Roth conversions. So what we did for him was we got into our tax planning software that can really give people a really good idea of where they are in their bracket and how much room they have in their current tax bracket to potentially do a Roth conversion. And if so, what is a total tax impact, right, if they were to do so? And so he gave us all their numbers, all the different income streams. We put that into our planning software and we're able to tell them, hey, here's the exact amount that you can convert. It was $25,000 that they were able to convert and still stay in the 12% bracket. But I said, you know what? What if you consider doing a bigger conversion? You know, maybe 50 grand or more because when you look at the numbers, even though that next chunk might bump you up into the 22% bracket, the net effect of tax when we ran the numbers on an even bigger conversion was only 10%. Huh. Meaning that even though they had bumped up into the 22% bracket, their net effective tax was still only around 10, which is phenomenal. Gosh. And I said, man, look at this. You're only paying really 10% in tax on your total income number. This is still a great deal that you really need to consider. Find out more at retirementkeyradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abraham Abish is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abraham Abish and BM number 770-3575.